sequence of returns, if you get bad returns early while you're withdrawing, it can really decimate the portfolio a lot faster than if you got good returns early. Becoming a millionaire isn't just about growing your money. It's also about protecting and preserving your wealth by using the right financial strategies for your situation. Welcome. This is Middle Class Millionaire with John Choi. John has his Master's of Science in Financial Services and is a certified financial planner and the president of Epiphany Capital. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. This is Middle Class Millionaire with John Choi here to talk with us about the value of a financial advisor. We're just going to spend a little time having a conversation about, you know, what it is that they do, uh, what they bring to the table, how they you know, charge, and really what they should be doing. So John's going to break this stuff down for us. And of course, he is a CFP, a certified financial planner and the president at Epiphany Capital. So if you need some help, reach out to John at johnchoy.net. That is johnchoy.net. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources to be found there. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcasting app you like using, like Apple, Google, or Spotify. John, my friend, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Good. How are you? Hanging in there. You and I were just chit-chatting offline about our kids and uh, getting uh, getting ready to get into this conversation. And just kind of, you know, I mean, value that we bring to other people in general, right? We were talking about, you know, as dads, you know, some of the lessons we have to impart. So let's you and I talk about the value of what it is that you do as of a financial advisor, financial professional, and just kind of break some of this stuff down for us and, and what you think on the subject and, and how people might want to view this, especially if they're shopping. Yeah, no, that that's a great point, especially if they're shopping. So I think that uh, we can we can all understand that when we turn our money over to a financial advisor and we pay a management fee, you know, you pay them like one, one and a half percent of whatever they're managing. That's what we're paying to have them manage, quote unquote, manage our money. And my question's always been, what do you get for that fee? I mean, what value does an advisor add or what yeah. should they add? And that's a great maybe. question, right? I mean, what am I getting <laughs> yeah. for this, right? Yeah, yeah. So they, and when I say, hey, what, what do you get for that fee? And they say, well, they manage my money. And I say, okay, what exactly does that mean? You know, and they say, well, we take a risk profile, they pick out a model portfolio, a 70, 30, 60, 40 portfolio, whatever. Right. Hopefully they rebalance it back to targets as, as uh, gets necessary. But but what else? And they say, uh, that's what we pay them for. And I'm right. like, you know, okay. But that's kind of the easy part. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen this study uh, that Vanguard put out. It was a study years ago. It was called Quantifying the Advisor's Alpha, uh, and alpha means value. Okay. So they try to put a number on what an advisor brings to the table. And in that study, they estimated that a client could get up to 3% more per year by hiring an advisor versus doing it yourself. And uh, mm. they broke down the categories. And interestingly enough, suitable asset allocation, which is just a fancy word for what I just described, it could not be quantified. In other words, it could add a lot of value or it could add none. It, they just, it was kind of an esoteric thing out there. So, and I think that, that you'll find, don't you think that when you say, oh, you're getting 7% over there, I can get you eight over here. It's kind of like, mm, I don't know. That's not guaranteed. Kind of hard to prove, it, don't it, you think? Mark? Yeah, it kind of feels like the car, almost like the car thing. Well, the Ford dealership's offering me this much for my trade in, but the Dodge dealership's offering me this much. 
you know, kind of thing. So you kind of feel like you're you're what's the real what's the behind, what's the backing behind it, and are they kind of adding that into the value of the new car you're purchasing? If you want to right. use that as an example, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, they 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 give it on the front end, and they take oh it sure from we'll the give you an extra right? two grand, but didn't they just raise the price of the car? Right, so. <laughs> right, right, right. So beyond the investment management, again, taking the risk profile, picking out a model portfolio, mm-hmm. investing their money, so on and so forth, and hopefully rebalancing. Uh, most. I find, and I've got a lot of friends in this business, both on the investment side and the insurance side. And when I talk to them, I find that most of the advisors, they don't do much beyond that. And I think the trend today is that today's investor really wants more services for value uh, for that fee. And, And I don't blame them. So I've had thousands, literally thousands of conversations with clients. And the top three concerns that they have are running out of money in retirement, lowering right. taxes, and managing market volatility yep. so that our investment accounts don't look like a roller coaster. Yeah, that's right? the big three. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So in my opinion, um, I think a comprehensive and a holistic advisor should do the following. I think they should have uh, tax-efficient distribution strategies or spending strategy. So in other words, how much do you pull from what account in what particular year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, and that's important for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one is that you don't trigger these tax tripwires. So yeah. the IRMA uh, for Medicare, right? So long-term capital gains rates, uh, we could get social security taxation if we make too much money. So these are the tax tripwires that we talk about. Yeah. And, you know, well, and I love somebody explained to me, John, years ago that think about the Irma thing, right? For example, because and maybe we should do a podcast around that, but it was just like, they called it uncle Sam and aunt Irma. Uh, as two ways that you're going to get ta- is, is some taxes you got to be on the lookout for. And I thought, oh, that's a great yeah. way of thinking about it. The federal government and then the the uh, Medicare side. Yeah. No, we, we should do a podcast on, on Irma. And uh, second reason I think a uh, distribution strategy is important is that you reduce the chance that you run out of money during your lifetime. And, I, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. But the other things that they should be doing is, and this is big, is shifting into tax-free buckets from your IRAs and, and your 401ks by doing Roth conversions. And we've talked uh, at length about Roth conversions. And the other way you can do it is, again, cash value life insurance. They're both great tools. I'm going to do a breakdown of it one day and compare and contrast who would want to do what. But they are both great tools to shift into the tax-free bucket. We call that asset location as opposed to asset allocation, right? Mm -hmm. Other thing that I think they should be doing is social security optimization, right? When to file, the timing of the filing, how much you file, and how much you can get if you file early versus filing late. Again, we did a podcast on that, uh, if memory serves correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, the big one, I know we've done a podcast on this, is is sequence of returns, right? So yep. drastically reducing sequence of returns risks so yeah, that clients don't rot on a bunny. Right. And that's like the, the, the concept, folks, real quick, is, is just when you go to retire, if you're retiring in a down market, why it can be more painful on the front end versus later on, correct? Yeah. And so if, you, if you're withdrawing money in a down year, right? Let's say you retired this year sure. and 2022 was last year was was a down year right now you now you withdraw i don't know 40 50,000 bucks from your 401k okay but now you have to sell more shares to raise that same $50,000 and you have less shares for it to recover later so 
sequence of returns, if you get bad returns early while you're withdrawing, it can really decimate the portfolio a lot faster than if you got good returns early. So that's really, really huge. And we do that. We, I mean, we're going to mitigate that by using volatility uh, reduction strategies. So, yeah. And so when you're talking about, you know, that value and you're talking about like that, that purpose, you know, so you got, um, and there's so many pricing breakdowns, John. So some people will say, well, you know, I, I might be getting a, a charge just for the plan, for example, right? Some advisors yeah. charge just for the plan. Some charge mm-hmm. that percentage fee. And often mm-hmm. a lot of times you're, if you're working with someone the, the basically the better you're doing, the better they're doing, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're on the same side of the table, uh, so to speak on that. And, and for some folks, they, they just want an hourly plan and they want to do it themselves. Okay. That that's fine. Sure. Um, I do it a different way and I say, you know, it's, it's assets under management, but you're not just going to get for that one, one and a half percent fee, whatever it is. I'm not going to just manage your investments. We're going to have these conversations. We're going to use software and AI to take advantage of lost tax deductions. And probably even bigger than that is, is giving clients what I call permission to spend. And what does that mean? Because retirees don't often know how much they can spend in retirement. And they're always so scared about, you know, running out of money. So they don't spend enough, right? They don't enjoy life. They don't join the country club. They don't buy the boat. They don't take enough vacations and they squirrel away money year after year. And I call that the the rice and beans retirement, okay? <laughs> and then they die. Yeah, we don't, want, what we don't want that, right. Yeah, and then what happens? Guess what? The kids inherit the money, and what do they do? They join the country club. They buy the boat. They take the vacation. There's an old joke that said, fly first class in retirement or your kids will. There you go. Right? There you go. Exactly. So we want our clients really to have a filet mignon retirement, not a rice and beans retirement. And we can only do that, I think, through proper planning using software. Um, the other conversations that come into play, estate and legacy planning conversations and options, I think as a bonus, and this isn't really necessary, but it's a really cool feature, is that there's these um, account aggregation tools. So you can have one login, a one-stop shop, see where all your money is, and, and have a snapshot report card, if you will. Uh, one pager to see how you're actually doing. So there you go. So I mean, again, it's really important to talk with uh, you know if you're shopping, right? It's an okay question to ask too. It's so funny sometimes we've had conversations with people uh, that it's like, well, you know, it seems I, I don't want to ask them how they get paid. It feels kind of you know whatever. And it's like really, it's fine. It's absolutely fine to ask them about their fee structure and how things are set up because you want to find the right advisor uh, for what it is that you're looking for. Right. And, and if they say, hey, it's 1% of money under management, it, you know, you give me a million dollars, I'm charging 1% to invest your money. You're like, okay, that's cool. But what, what right. other services do you offer? What other things are included in that 1%? Yeah. And the other thing is, oh, you can say all that, but show me. Right? There you go. Show, yeah. show me the plan. <laughs> show me the money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What movie was that? Uh, uh, I forget. Uh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Show, Show me, me the money. money. That's right. <laughs> right, right. And there's right. nothing wrong with so, that because that's the point. That's why you're there. Yeah, everyone says they'll do it, but not everyone does. And some people don't even say it because it's not is uh, it's not even on their radar. It's not what they do as a financial advisor, and that's okay. I don't disparage them. That's their business model. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're paying that one percent, one and a half percent, one point two five percent, whatever it is, 
I believe personally that you should be getting more than just money management. Right. Because I know how the financial planning industry works, right? And if I die suddenly, I would want my wife to hire an advisor that hits all these things, not one who just manages money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about a, think about a good steak dinner. And if you're vegetarian, I apologize. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you could go to, I don't know if you guys have Golden Corrals there, but you can go to some sort of like a place like a Golden Corral, which is just, you know, some sort of like a buffet type thing, right? And you could get a steak. And what is, what's the rest of the value that you get for that price? Eh, you may get, you know, there's the options of all that extra stuff on the buffet, but does it look really all that appealing, right? The weird chocolate fountain or something like that. Or you could go <laughs> to like a chop house, right? Like a true like steak, you know, like a top tier steak place. And it's going to cost you more for that steak, but you're going to get a lot more value. You're going to get the service and all those other things. So I, I often think about like when you're paying for a service, think about when you did something in your home. How many times have we paid for something, uh, work to be done in our home, and we went with the cheaper contractor and we ended up paying for it, right? Because we didn't oh. get really what we, what, we, what we really needed. So sometimes there's nothing wrong with paying a higher fee if you're getting value for it. That's all this is, is a value conversation. And, yep. and if you go to the chop house and you're paying you know, 80 bucks for a steak, okay, cool. Am I just getting the steak or does it include drinks and side options and a dessert but, but, but how does that in work in a place like that though it's also atmosphere and wait staff and are they you know are they being very attentive versus someplace you know like a cookie cutter place where you walk in and are like here's your food and they <laughs> and you have to go pick it up yourself at the counter or you know whatever right it's and it's just the attention level i think we've all we've all experienced those different kinds of shopping environments the the good service versus the just okay here you go yeah, yeah. You know, the other interesting thing in that Vanguard study that they did is that the services that an advisor could do mm -hmm. for the client that offered the most value, because mm -hmm. they described the different categories, they broke it down, uh, was exactly what I just described, was behavioral coaching, spending strategies, and asset location. Those were the top three that offered value mm, that actually nice. pushed the client forward. So I've got a lot of uh, colleagues in the industry and and unfortunately very few do what I just described. There's there are true professionals out there but they're hard to find. So as you said before when you're interviewing potential advisors, you got to make sure that you not only ask ask them how they get paid, but if they do these services and again, have them show you, have them prove to you how they do it. Don't just take their word. Oh, you're getting 7% over there. Come to my shop. We're giving you eight. Kind of hard to prove. Can't guarantee it. But you know what? If you save some money on, on taxes, if you save $10,000 in taxes, that's, that's you can some see value. That. You can yeah. feel that. Yeah. That, that. That's value. That That's guaranteed you know, money in your pocket. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to show. Yeah, no, that's good. And usually that, you know, well, we can get you eight or whatever. That's I always follow with a tiny little disclaimer at the bottom that says past performance does not, does not indicate yeah. future results. Right. So I, I, I kind of do an eye roll when someone says, Oh, you know, Oh, you only got eight with Choi. We can get you nine over here. It's like, okay, you, and I, and I don't thought they will, but again, then we have to say risk adjusted return. Sure. Right? How, much, How risk much risk are you, you taking, taking for it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I can get you 100% return. It's called the Riverboat Casino. You can go over there and you can double your money in 10 minutes or two minutes, really. Yeah. Um, but what's the risk? You can lose it all. Right? <laughs> was it, so, I can't remember. Was it Will Rogers that says, if you want to double your money, fold what you got in your hand in half, stick it back in your pocket? 
<laughs> that that guy had the best safe. And that's yeah. and that's literally doubling your money right there. So take the hundred dollar <laughs> bill in your hand, fold it in half, and stick it back in your pocket. There you yeah, go. Yeah, how much? Yeah, they always talk about returns, and that's the other thing that bothered me was like, oh, we can get you eight over here, or we can get you nine over here, versus you got only seven over there. Yeah, but again, they talk about returns and returns and returns, but they never talk about the risk. Yeah. And when I ask them, is risk important? They say, heck yeah, it's important. Well, how come you never talk about it? Right, right. You know, it's it's risk-adjusted returns. And if you're a retiree or a pre-retiree, John, risk becomes greater with each passing year. So you become more worried about it because you're like, hey, I, I don't need this headache. I don't need this upset stomach. I don't need this sleepless night wondering what's going to happen in this choppy environment. So. And, you know, the the traditional way of, of allocating your money is like, again, 70, 30 or 60, 40 or 80, 20. And right. when we say those numbers, it's the first number is always the equity portion or the stock portion of it. And the 20 percent, the, the second number is always going to be the bond portion of the fixed income portion of it. And uh, we'll do this in a future podcast. But that second number, that 20 percent, there's new products out there that that can I think is is a, is worth a look uh, instead of just bonds. And also on the flip side, on that first number, it's not just stocks anymore. I think that we can have some conversations around what is a good equity alternative mm, okay. that might get you some good returns. So we'll, we'll do a podcast on that. But right now, just you know, stick to the traditional. All right. Ring of 80, 20 or 70, 30, whatever. There you go. There you go. So again, good podcast, good conversation. We wanted to kind of take this one off the cuff a little bit. We just kind of uh, just winged it and had a, a good chat about really the value of working with, you know, an advisor and some things to think about. So John made some great points. And as always, if you've got questions, there's nothing wrong with asking them, right? I mean, that's often many times why advisors such as John do offer the, you know, complimentary review or consultation because it's, you're trying to find the right fit, right? And it has to be a fit both ways. It's, it's a two-way street. It's not just a one-way street. We don't do the podcast to turn every listener into a client and so on and so forth. It's a matter of finding the right fit for the right person. Uh, so if you need some help, you got those questions, get on the calendar, have a chat with John. Uh, you can find him online at johnchoy.net. That is johnchoy.net if you came across this podcast. However, consider subscribing on uh, to The Middle Class Millionaire on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you like using. Again, you can find all the information and a lot of good tools, tips, and resources at John's website. Again, johnchoy.net. All right, my friend. Thanks for hanging out and chatting with me. It was a good conversation. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was real fun. I always appreciate chatting with you. I always learn something new. So look forward to talking next time here on Middle Class Millionaire. And I think we came across some good topics for a couple of future shows as well. So we'll be back with more right here on the podcast with John Choi, Certified Financial Planner and President at Epiphany Capital. Okay, take care, folks. Epiphany Capital is a registered investment advisor, RIA, located in the state of Illinois. Epiphany Capital provides investment advisory and related services for clients nationally. Epiphany Capital will maintain all applicable registration and licenses as required by various states in which Epiphany Capital conducts business, as applicable. Epiphany Capital renders individualized responses to persons in a particular state only after complying with all regulatory requirements or pursuant to an applicable state exemption or exclusion.